This podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and spoilers. My name's Peach, and for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eater. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooko. We've been going on about it for weeks. We're in our batch record era. We're in our meal prep era. And we're in our creativity camp era. You've, you've, you've heard about it before. You're hearing about it again. And what's interesting is that it's cleared the decks a bit in my brain, Jack. Yeah, I'm feeling super creative. In fact, mm. and I know mm. when I talked about the amazing sci-fi horror film, No One Will Save You. Yes. I don't like gimmick films or gimmick yep. pieces of art. Mm. This is going to be a gimmick episode. I, I'm, I'm available. Okay, all right, yeah. all right, all right. Hear me out, hear me out. Yeah, did you want to hear me out of what I was talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't have time. I don't okay, have time, yeah, and that's yeah, part yeah. of the gimmick, okay? Yeah. All right, we've got to meal prep this one. All right, so we have had a number of people recently mm. just come through and say, hey, we've just discovered you, and we're going back, and we're listening to all the old episodes. Yes. And whenever that happens, I get this slight twinge of nervousness to mm. be like, like I can't, I can't go back and listen to the old. No, I find it really difficult. There was a time when I really enjoyed it, and just somewhere a switch flicked of like, <laughs> no, no, don't go back. Because <laughs> you, you might have said something very troubling. But one of the things that I find especially strange because it's like we've been doing this podcast for a long time. We've yeah, been we're like four and a half years in, right? And so because we do so many, mm. and you know, memories, we're not computers with unlimited space. No. Like memories get written over. Mm. It's hard to remember things. And there are things I go back to and I'm like, what the fuck? When did that happen? And one of the things that blows me away, sometimes I go back to the really early episodes yeah. and I look at the run times and it's like 18 minutes. And it's like, how the fuck did we do a podcast episode in like 18 minutes? I think I, like, I must have been drunk. Like they must be the drunk <laughs> ones where I contribute nothing and I just go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So essentially, it's just a Spooko episode with you reading a Wikipedia plot. Synopsis <laughs> and me going, oh, yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> with that in mind, though, mm. I kind of was like, I want to try that again. Okay. Because this is the last. I'm here with coffee and tea. I'm not drunk at the moment. This is the last episode we're recording on our crazy creativity. Rise and grind, game. meal prep, what's good? We've already spoken for a couple of minutes. Yep. I'm going to say that we've got 15 minutes to get through the rest of this episode. Yes. And. As soon as we hit 15 minutes, I'm just cutting, I'm cutting them off. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Yeah, is that yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. Can we do that? Can I, can I see it as well? Hang on. I've already, I've already started. It's already so started. It's, that's where we're at. Once right. that hits 15, once that hits 15, I'm going to put it in the middle. Yep. Once that hits 15, yep. I'm cutting the mics. So during this weekend, Drake's released this album. <laughs> and I felt really overwhelmed. And one of the things about Creativity Camp is I like I'm feel I'm we're gonna listen to the Drake record properly on the drive home. Yeah. And I feel like I've got space in my head and heart to sit down and listen to this Drake record. Creativity camp keeps on delivering. So I'm pretty cocky. We're 14 minutes, 30 seconds to go. <laughs> Let's do it, Jake. It is lucky that this is a film that was suggested to us and I've seen, but I can't quite remember. So I'm gonna be sticking pretty closely to the Wikipedia synopsis. Today, Peach, we are doing a 2022 psychological thriller film directed by Chloe Akuno in her featured directorial debut called Watcher. Let's do it. 
she too? I, uh... You don't speak Romanian. There's this guy that lives across the street, and he's always looking over here. Looking over here how? Every time I look over there, he's just staring right at me. Hello, darling. Any reason in particular you're standing in the dark? This guy has been watching us since we moved in. Maybe he's staring at the woman who's staring at him. What's happening? They found a woman murdered in her apartment. They're saying the woman had her head cut off. A man at the movie theater followed me into the supermarket. Followed you? I need to know for myself that he's been following me. Sometimes I just look at people. Just tell me what you want me to do. I want you do. to believe me! I'm sure that you'd see me. I heard screaming from in here, okay? Just, just open the door, please! Dreaming of an old pretty girl looking back at me. But no one has really noticed before. Okay, we didn't watch the trailer. Like, we're on It was a great trailer. Can't believe all the spooks and scares going on. It's actually, it's actually an extremely good film. And it is about the isolation it's about isolation really mm. and you know the the main character in this film oh fuck what am i doing we've got less yeah, let's than yeah let's just really all right okay so american couple julia and sorry Francis. to interrupt if there's spare time again, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think we should do <laughs> all right so american couple julia and Francis relocate to bucharest which i think is the capital of hungary the, no time <laughs> Moving into an apartment building with a oh maybe it's in no maybe it's Shag, in Bulgaria. Come on. Anyway, I all right. Say Hungary is what I want to say. Uh, I'm gonna hang on. I'm just gonna highlight. Hungary. Oh no, it's the capital of Romania. Fucking Pete, like I, I actually don't love us revealing the amount of ignorance we have sometimes on this pod. Well, I have certainly. I'm a little bit like I feel very like Anglo Australocentric. There is that, but also. That metric of being smart because you know geography is a very old metric, which I don't agree with. It's a funny one, is that the difference between knowledge and intelligence, I think, is potentially quite vast. Yes, hugely. Mm. And now that we have, as you know, many people have pointed out, mm. computers in our pockets that give us access to all human-created work and information that's ever been found. We've spoken in a not particularly nice way about people who build their identity around things. And we've said some some comments, like some behind-the-back comments over this weekend that are the kind of comments that are really fun to make about people that are slightly mean. If you build your identity around being able to name all the capital cities in the world or something like that, you can imagine the advent of popular smartphones being like, ah, oh, shit. That would, how bad would that be? Yeah. You'd be like, oh, shit. You were disrupted. You were disrupted. <laughs> your, your identity was disrupted by My smartphones. God. Just over 12 minutes left. Yep. Okay, so they relocate to Bucharest mm. because of Francis's job. Julia doesn't have a job here. Mm. They've moved into an apartment building with a large picture window. Now, Francis speaks Romanian, has Romanian blood. Mm. Julia doesn't. So Francis is here. He's got a job. He understands the language. 
Julia is very isolated. Uh, I don't, I don't lo- I'm not loving Francis at the moment. This no, feels pretty shit. No, no. He is, he is definitely like a villain in this film that Sick. includes a very real villain. Right. So Capitalism. <laughs> so Julia notices a man. Well, I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah, we don't have time. Yeah, 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 Julia notices a man looming in a window from the building across the street. Mm. While Francis works long hours, Julia grows unnerved by the man in the window who watches her on a daily basis. In, like, and it's very well done. So what we do in the beginning of this film is amp up her isolation, but also the feeling that she's being watched by this man in another apartment. Yeah, everywhere that she goes, she's got people she knows. They've got people they know. <laughs> so, so they I love when it's like we've know. got a time, 11 minutes left. You're like, now's the, the time to goof. <laughs> okay, so Julia's fear heightens when she learns of a serial killer dubbed the spider by local media who is decapitating young women. While walking through the city one day, she senses a man is following her. She manages to flee from a nearby market, but when Francis and Julia visit the market to review the security footage, it proves inconclusive. So there's also, it's not quite gaslighting because they're not, they don't know the truth. Yeah, okay. Francis is like, okay, yeah, let's take a look at the footage. There's this element of being like, look, I get it. You're feeling a bit alone. And she's like, I am definitely being followed by somebody. And there's an incredibly scary scene where she walks into a supermarket and she's trying to evade this person. And it feels like this person is maybe just browsing, but are they just browsing? 10 minutes. One day, Julia follows the man to a strip club where he works as a janitor. Irina, a dancer at the club, spots her. Julia questions Irina about the man, but she knows nothing. Mm. That night, Julia hears a commotion in Irina's apartment. Julia convinces the landlady to unlock the apartment, but they find no sign of Irina. Francis believes Julia's fears are imagined and points to the fact that the spider has apparently been apprehended. And now again, she also... But she also doesn't know because it's like she can't really... Like she's trying to learn Romanian, but the news is in Romanian. So it's hard to tell what's going on. All of her neighbors just speak Romanian. She's very much isolated and she's getting people who are like, I don't believe you. And you're, you're conflating what's happening outside with this. And in fact, now this guy's gone. So the next day... Kristen arrives searching for Harina. Who's, sorry, who's Kristen? So Kristen is... Oh, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. I missed a whole paragraph. I'm so sorry. Julia befriends her neighbor, Irina. Irina shows Julia a pistol her boyfriend, Christian, gave, gave her for protection. Later that night, Julia waves at the man in the window and he waves back. Uh, Convinced that okay. it is the same man who followed her, she calls the police. Francis accompanies an officer to the adjacent building to speak with the man. So that's when she follows the man to the strip club and Irina, who is a dancer at the strip club, turns out, spots her, they talk. She's like, I don't know who this dude is. So the next day... So sorry, so he's not a janitor at the strip club. Well, yeah, probably there's there's something going on, right? The next day, Christian arrives searching for Irina, who never returned home. Remember, she heard that commotion. She went into the apartment. No one was there. Yeah, okay. Uh, I told it out of order, but we have no time. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of all at sea a little bit, but I'm having fun. They try to confront the man in his apartment, but yes. no one answers the door. Okay. Yeah. I think we've got eight minutes to go, Gooey. <clears throat> Julia works up the nerve to knock by herself later, but it is answered by an elderly man. As she gets on the elevator to leave, she sees the man coming up the stairs. 
That night, a police officer arrives at her apartment, accompanied by the man, now identified as Daniel Weber, who accuses Julia of stalking, stalking. him. Uh... The officer chalks the incident up to a misunderstanding. And he's basically like, look, you're just being a crazy American woman, but if you agree to not, uh, you know, annoy this guy again. the film. This is fucked. Julia accompanies Francis to a company party and gleans that he has made jokes about her fears to his co-workers. Oh my God. So he's like, you got to come to this party. She dresses up and they're like, they, they're sharing this conversation and they're all laughing. And she's like, why are they all laughing? And he's like, oh, we're just joking about how. Yeah, you're then, having a bit of a funny time. And then, and then one of the characters is like, yeah, well, the spider's gone. It's okay. And she's like, fuck you. Oh. Like she angrily leaves and boards the subway where she notices Daniel in the near empty car. When he attempts to explain his voyeurism of her, that he lives an isolated, unexciting life caring for his father, Julia notices what appears to be the outline of a severed head in his shopping bag. Uh, she returns okay. home where she begins packing. She is interrupted by music playing in Irena's apartment, who wasn't there before. Yeah, okay. She goes there, the doors open. Inside, she finds Irena's corpse tied to a chair without a head. Before Daniel appears behind her and smothers her with a plastic bag. Okay. She regains consciousness and, if I remember correctly, also tied to a chair. Mm. I'm going to check the time. No, I think you got six minutes left. We've okay. actually got plenty of time. All right. So now I know we totally can make episodes in 19 minutes. Yeah, but like I think the listen back, Shaggy, you're, like, you're nothing if not a brutal critic of yeah. yourself and sort of uh, like a constructive critic of us as a creative partnership. Yeah, and so I think it'll be interesting to hear your <laughs> your view of like, oh, yeah, there was like a chilled out start bit, and then speed run in the middle, and then a chilled out ending. <laughs> it could be a vibe. It could be like the Tour de France, where there are certain sprint bits, and there are certain just get in your groove bits. I mean, let's see, yeah. let's see. Okay, so like, as I said, so Julia regains consciousness. Mm. Daniel recounts how he killed Irena and hid with her body when Julia and the landlady entered the apartment. So, in fact, she wasn't crazy. She was going in mm. and he was hiding with the body in like a cupboard. Mm. Julia hears Frances enter their apartment next door, but when she attempts to scream, Daniel slashes her throat. Frances calls Julia's cell phone, which he hears ringing inside Irina's apartment. Yes. He sees Daniel exiting and begins to walk toward Daniel, but we notice Julia's managed to... Survive. to get out of her predicament <laughs> and we see daniel suddenly shot multiple times julia appears she's got Irina's pistol and she's killed him she steps out of Irina's apartment covered in blood and stares at francis um and that's the end of that's the, film. the end of the film yeah like there's that funny element of you know, it, it, like if you go to a trivia night at a pub and you're in a group and you know the correct answer but the team group agrees to do a different answer of like, hey, what's the capital of Hungary? And everyone agrees to do Bucharest. And you know it's actually fucking whatever the capital of Hungary is. I'm so sorry for confessing my ignorance again. Mm -hmm. And you then seethe because you, know, you knew the right answer, but the team went against you. But Peach, that's a weird situation. Why would you... Would you like why? Like you weren't a good. I say it's my fault because I didn't advocate passionately enough for my correct answer. But I guess my point is, it's like, did you know it was the answer, or did you think it was the answer? Yeah, that's fair, right? So let's say I knew. Like, mm. let's say I'm king geography or whatever, yeah. and everyone's like, "Oh no, I don't think so, Peach." And I go, oh, "Okay, fine, you guys do whatever you want to do." It's sort of my job, I think, to advocate more strongly. 
And look, I don't enjoy a victim blaming sort of moment, and that's certainly not what we're going to do here. But there's often a degree of satisfaction that comes with like, even though we lost the trivia point, I can just to myself be like, yeah, well. Yeah, that's actually a good you. point. That's even, that, that is even more satisfying than winning the trivia. Yeah, point. exactly. Because... To be like, well, but only when you're like, I think it's this. If you like, you, you can't be you like, can't I don't know. It. They need to apologize to you about, oh, fuck, sorry, Peach. We should have gone with your answer. And you go, oh, it's totally fine. <laughs> it's just trivia, guys. Yeah. Just Relax. Just trivia, who cares? And no one's so, keeping score here. Similarly, because we've speed runned, I've, I've forgotten the name of our victim at the end. There's that sort of satisfying but unsatisfying end of like, yeah, you see, this fucking guy was actually a killer. Yeah. was worth being scared of. So we look at Francis to be like, oh, fuck you, champion. And you know what? <laughs> I feel like I almost feel a little bit bummed that we speed rounded this because now that I think about it, it's mm. actually a very satisfying film. You yeah. know, like it's, it's, it's a very small film, you know, like there's a small cast of characters. It mostly happens. Like there's a couple of street scenes, obviously, mm. but it kind of mostly happens in this apartment block. And then that one brief moment where she gets up the courage to go with the cops to go to the other apartment block. And then the old man answers the door, but we find out it's his father. I get a little bit of St. Maud. Like it's, it's certainly not nowhere near ident- mm. identical, but like sort of similar beats of like an odd person sort of isolated and then sort of mocked and sort of trying to find their place and get oriented. It, look, that's probably a long bow to draw to say they're similar films, but just sort of thematically and in my head, it sort of fires a couple of, neutrons or whatever they're called at it. Now, Jack, I haven't listened back to um, 2001 or The Chronic sort of really ever. Do you, like, you're a professional DJ. When I say professional DJ, you get paid to play music people like and to curate musical events so that people are more likely to enjoy it than if you were absent. Do you have a Chronic vs. 2001 view? Is The Watcher any good? (laughs) Tell me about it. And also, I should say that, I keep getting confused. This film is called Watcher. Oh, okay. Because there's, the there's a show called The Watcher. Isn't that The Witcher? No, there's also a show called The Witcher. And okay. you're right. There's a Dr. Dre song, I think, called The Watcher yeah, as well. Everywhere that I, I go. I, 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 I feel like, mm. like I find Dr. Dre, I, I just don't find, like, he has produced some amazing beats. Yep. There is no question. Yep. But I find it weird to talk about Dr. Dre outside of that because pretty much every one of his verses was written by someone else. Yeah, it's a funny thing, right? Like, but so were Michael Jackson's verses. Like, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, but like there's even like, you know, there's a video you can go online right now. So like, you know, the next step, so not the next episode, still Dre. So it's like, you know, there's a video you can see right now with Jay-Z in a barbershop where he's talking about how he wrote both verses yep. and how he had to be like, I'm not writing a Jay-Z verse. I had to be like, I'm going to be Snoop. And then he puts on a Snoop voice. Mm. He's like, and now I have to be Dr. Dre and I put on a Dr. Dre voice. But how like Eminem writes Dre verses, like it's just an Eminem verse <laughs> <laughs> for you to deliver Dre. So I guess my, yeah. So, so my thing is, it's like, I, I, I just, and, and because all of his verses are so like, fuck everyone, I'm the best, fuck you, fuck you, like, it's just, it's just so intense. I'm like, but you didn't even write that. So it's like, do you, like, like, what is even, yeah, so I find. Don't worry if he writes rhymes, he writes checks. Uh, this was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Resh's, what's up?